Hey, it's Rudy, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. So the latest Child Trends publication shows that about 33% of children in the U.S. currently live in a household where a language other than English is spoken. So 33%, that is about one in every three children that could be deemed bilingual or multilingual or even monolingual. Maybe they only know their home language and are not exposed to any English at all. The wild thing is though, that that number, the 33%, that keeps increasing every year. And so what does this mean? I mean, this means that there's a you know, growing multilingualism in this country. And you know, whether you're a parent or an educator or in some other way caring for children, it might seem like a crazy obstacle. I mean, it seems kind of daunting and overwhelming. Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> Yet you likely know that there is an importance to supporting and nurturing the whole child, which, you know, this includes their linguistic and cultural background. There's a lot of research, too, that tells us that multilingualism is not only an asset to these individuals that have the skill set, but it also benefits um, the classroom as a whole. Think about it. Um, A multilingual classroom would be able to foster empathy. Um, It would prepare children for this diverse and changing world, it would help stimulate learning as well in all children, not just the bilingual children. And it also would help build bridges across the students' different cultural and linguistic backgrounds. So if a child is in a very diverse classroom, um, you're connecting, you're building a community within your students or within your own kiddos. Unfortunately, though, um, as these children enter predominantly English-speaking childcare or um, early childhood education, you know, we often encounter challenges and, um, you know, they're learning a whole new language while maintaining and even strengthening some of their understanding of their own home language. There's a lot of expectation there if you think about it. There's some older models of teaching English as a second language that advocated for, like, strict English-only policies in school and at home. Um, I was a dual-language learner myself, and when I was a young child, I remember my ESL teacher adamantly, like, urging my parents to only speak to me in English because they were scared that I would never learn English otherwise. Um, They assumed that if I heard another language at home, there was no way that I would be able to maintain both. The issue was, though, that my parents didn't even speak English themselves. So at the time, it was very difficult for us to fathom what the teacher was telling us. Today, though, thanks to research, we know that the best way to support and care for these children is to use a dual language learning approach. So this more, um, I guess, culturally relevant approach blends English language development with reinforcement of the child's home language. This is why we refer to these children as dual language learners. So what does this mean for caregivers and educators? With the growing number of children who speak or are exposed to more than one language, it's very crucial to not only make a child feel welcome in your classroom or your program, but also to help them develop their English language skills. Do you currently have any dual language learners in your classroom or your program? Have you ever felt overwhelmed or even unequipped to help these children? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Not knowing that child's home language is not a prerequisite to being an effective, knowledgeable, and caring educator to dual language learners. I know, right? (laughs) So after uh, this little break, I'm actually going to be sharing a few strategies with you 
about how you can connect and encourage dual language learners, no matter their age or your own language proficiency. It's that time again. Are you ready? Our annual Mad Hatter Tea Party is back as our first ever virtual conference. Due to the pandemic, with everyone's health and safety in mind, Mad Hatter will now take place online through Zoom. Kansas Childcare Training Opportunities will be releasing a Save the Date very soon to introduce you to our guest speakers this year. So keep an eye out on social media for this official release as we prepare for another exciting Mad Hatter Tea Party. Looking for professional development? As we deal with COVID-19 restrictions for on-site training, we are happy to share that Casito is offering live virtual trainings. To check out the new live virtual courses and register for a course, visit kccto.org, click on the Courses tab, and filter using the In-Person Courses button. Okay, we're back. So let's talk through three simple strategies that you can use to support dual language learners. They're pretty simple. One, we're going to make sure that the environment is inviting and inclusive. Number two, we're going to help model the languages. And this can mean maybe two or more languages that are being represented in your class or in your home. And number three, we are going to encourage language development through classroom activities and other learning experiences that we're going to share in a little bit. So we're going to start with the environment. So we are trying to create a welcoming environment for dual language learners, right? So think about any maybe environmental print that you may have around the room already. So do you label the bathroom, the doors, the reading nook, maybe different PlayStations, different um, areas in the room that you have labeled with names? So maybe we can try and encourage language literacy with these same labels or posters that you have. But maybe we ask um, the families of the dual language learners to share with us some phonetic spelling so then everybody can try and be encouraged to say these words confidently um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Another way that you could try setting up this welcoming environment is to include the parents and families by inviting them to bring photos from their home, music, um, or other cultural artifacts. This could be like a little cultural show and tell that you could host. It would encourage meaningful conversations about diversity in your class and kids would learn about their peers in a different way. And also remember that all children in your care would basically have a culture, obviously. And so everybody would be able to contribute to this activity. You know, having this little cultural show and tell would obviously be a short-term event that you could do. But if you have those photos on display year round and if you have the music and are able to play it on a day-to-day -day basis, it becomes sort of a normalized thing. So it also becomes a great way to foster conversations, um, not only on special holidays or special occasions, but you're doing it every day. And so children are learning about each other's cultural backgrounds and traditions. So the second strategy is modeling the language. So dual language learners may need extra encouragement to talk. So in this way, you can try frequent one-on-one -on -one conversations and even try engaging them in very small group conversations to get them comfortable in the new language. And I'm going to refer back to one of our last episodes. Take turns. Encourage children to talk back and forth with you. Um, remember to speak at an easy-to-follow speed and, and very clearly. It may take a dual language learner longer to process what you're saying, um, research shows it may take up to five seconds for a dual language learner to take in what you're saying, make sense of it, process, 
and understand exactly what you're saying. Similar to toddlers learning to speak for the first time, repetition is key. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Dual language learners may say things like, doll, pretty, to which you could really respond with, the doll is so pretty, I love her blue dress, or something like that. You know, you can respond to their simple words with short and easy to digest phrases. Um, And this really helps them kind of build on their vocabulary as well and build these sentences in their head. You know, and then obviously you can increase the complexity of the sentence. So the doll is so pretty, the the dress is blue. You can increase the complexity of the sentence as their own proficiency develops, you know, adding more words or more complex adjectives to sort of explain um, more or describe uh, the object that they're talking about. The last strategy I'm going to talk about is encouraging language development. So as we've alluded to it, um, dual language learners will need extra support and guidance um, through their daily activities like their transitions and um, other routines that they do throughout the day. So this is where those pictures and posters can come into play with the phonetic spelling that we talked about a little bit ago. So having these obviously on display for everybody to see along with their daily routine um, can help with that consistency, um, help a little bit with the understanding of expectations. So what are you expecting of them? And it becomes sort of just a regular thing for them and they understand and they make connections. Dual language learners will be able to see the meaning with this picture or poster and make sense of it in their own head while listening to you explain the activity or the transition in English. So they'll connect the meaning probably in their home language, to your explanation in spoken English. So they'll start to connect the two and before long, they'll begin to form short phrases and eventually whole sentences. It just takes a little while. So while their brain processes these meanings, you may notice some code switching. So as a young child, I actually did this a lot. I would ask, can I go to the baño? Because in the moment, I'd completely forgotten the word for bathroom. In my head, it made sense though. It was my way of, I guess, decoding the two languages, so English and Spanish for me. Like when I um, I was asked what color of popsicle I wanted, I probably would have stumbled on my colors before I blurted rojo, totally unsure of the fact that red was actually the color I was going for. So in these instances, allowing the dual language learner to figure it out in a way and let their brain process is very crucial. So we have to remember that their brains are firing away and they're trying to make sense of this new skill that they're learning and they need a safe and nurturing environment to do do it. So I hope this information will guide you through the linguistic and educational journey that is supporting dual language learners. If you're a DLL yourself, um, like me, what have been some of your struggles and what helped you overcome them? Like for me, having peers to play with and encouraging teachers growing up made all the difference. I learned to love my languages and appreciate my proficiency in both. Maybe you have DLLs currently under your care. Reach out and I I would really love to hear some of your strategies and ways that you have helped nurture them in your classroom or your home. We can't wait to hear from you. So until next time. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Program. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Childcare, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, 
please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod and now on Twitter at ktdpod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Rudy Benavides. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod.